0: When you sit back and think about it, life is actually quite funny, hilarious even, but sometimes it's not. And that's what I want to address in this, in this podcast. So the topics covered in this episode will deal with suicide, postpartum depression, depression, feelings of loneliness, and the list goes on. So, if you're not in the mental headspace or have the mental capacity to listen or deal with these feelings or to deal with this topic right now, I completely understand. But if you are ready and if you are in a space and a position, then I invite you to pull up a chair and enjoy episode three of the J Mama podcast, Name Pending. This episode wasn't even supposed to be about depression. I had a script for another topic. I was ready to go. I was ready to record about another topic. And then I scrolled down my Facebook timeline and saw a mother, a mother of a one month old saying that tonight was her final night. And that she hopes her son can take care of himself and that there are people out there that can take care of her son because tonight is the night. So immediately I messaged her. I sent her a private message and I said, what do you need right now in this moment? What do you need to make it just one more day? Because so often I see people comment your baby needs you, your family needs you, or even worse, don't you dare do this? Don't you think about doing this? Don't you know that people love you? And very rarely do I see people post or ask, what do you need? You need you. What can I do to help you? And now what can I do to help you live a happy and prosperous life. Yeah, that's important, but that comes later. What do you need right now in this moment? What can I do for you to just push through for another minute, for another hour, for another day? And as I'm speaking about this, I'm honestly fighting back tears because I have been in that position Not as a new mother, but I have been in that position. And when I spoke about it to my mom later, she said, wow, I had no idea. And I don't really want to go off on a tangent and become distracted, but so often the people around us, the people closest to us have no idea. My mom said, wow, I just thought you were sad. I just thought you were lonely and going through a rough time. And I was, but it was so much deeper than that. But as I addressed earlier, I had a completely different topic, a completely different episode ready and waiting for you. And I scrolled down my timeline and I saw that. And I said, I cannot, I cannot produce the show or produce the episode that I have prepared because this is a is it's a pressing issue, and it needs to be addressed right now today. So I am going off script, but still um, I'm going to give you fact based information because that's incredibly important as well. So, according to an article written by Katherine Pearson in May 2018. She states that although postpartum suicide is rare compared to the general population, it does account for one in five postpartum deaths. And it is said to be the second leading cause of death for women in the postpartum period. Now, there are other factors that may contribute to this, but that is an alarming number. One in five. You have five people in a room, and one of those people, and one of those women, new mother, a mother with a family, a husband, that mother is dealing with things so heavily that she takes her own life. And this is not to place blame at all. But it is astonishing how women can get to a point, how a mother can get to a point that she feels that she has no value, she feels helpless and takes her own life. One in five postpartum deaths and the second leading cause of death. For women in the postpartum period. That's a problem. And I'm not a mental health professional. I don't have a background in counseling or behavioral science or anything like that. I have a a bachelor's in psychology, but I did not use that. Um, So I'm not an expert or a professional professional in any way. However, I do want to share my postpartum screening. When I was six weeks postpartum, I went to my midwife, and she wasn't even my midwife. She was a labor and delivery nurse, so I think that's problematic. I think that a woman should have an appointment with her midwife or her OBGYN at her six-week postpartum appointment. Now, I get that the medical field is... Swamped in that professionals are completely overworked, but I do think it would make a difference in, for women to be able to meet with the person that they have developed this relationship with for the past 40 weeks, 46 weeks or so. So, um, anyway, during my postpartum screening, I was just asked several questions, and after pulling my medical records, I saw that they rated my answers on a scale of one to five, I believe, but um, there was no follow-up, and I don't know. I, I go back and forth with this accountability piece and these professionals being able to detect signs of postpartum depression, and there may be some professionals who can do that, but... My my questionnaire consisted of, how are you feeling? Um, so that was just a free answer. And I guess based off of what I said, I was scored one through five. Are you having feelings of self-harm or suicide? Again, scored one through five. But I answered no. And that is truthful. I was being truthful during that postpartum screening. But all I had to do was say no. Like, that is just crazy to me. All I had to do was say no. Um, Another question was Are you feeling alone or helpless? Again, I said no. Are you feeling stressed out? Um, And I think I said a little bit, and I was maybe scored a three. But it just seems too easy to get around the help that you actually need and a lot of people especially in the african-american community we don't often seek help in the numbers and in the volume that we should it is taboo it goes against everything that most of us are taught in the black community you don't seek help you don't seek therapy if you do you have a problem you're crazy and that is completely and totally false like i (laughs) I don't even really understand where this originated. If you need help, you need to seek help. I was listening to the Stacy Flowers morning show on Instagram and she said and she said it perfectly. You would not well, this kind of sidetracking. But she said you would not pray for someone you would not pray for someone's broken arm or broken leg to be healed almost miraculously. And that's the same with mental health. You cannot pray mental health away. And that really that really stuck out to me because in the black community, it's often, well, I'm going to pray for you. But you know, that's fine. Please pray for me if you are praying to the same guy that I'm praying to. But please pray for me, but please pray that the right therapist, um, that I find the right therapist, please pray that I'm even open to seeking help. Please pray for my mental health and my mental stability as I'm looking for a therapist. Just don't pray for me and leave it at that. And that is so incredibly important, especially as a black mom, a new black mom because motherhood is like nothing else that we have ever experienced. There is no amount of preparation, no amount of books or videos that you can watch that can actually prepare you for parenting and for motherhood. So I say all that to say, get the help that you need. And if you're medical professionals asking you these questions, please be honest with them so that you can get the help that you need because postpartum depression and thoughts of suicide that go along with postpartum depression, feeling loneliness, it's real and there is help out there for you. And I wanna backtrack just a little bit to touch on something that I said earlier about why Black families, Black women, don't seek counseling. Um, I'm not going to directly answer that because I truly, I truly don't know. Um, Maybe because there aren't enough mental professionals that can relate to our issues. I don't know. But one thing that I think, um, one reason I believe mothers don't seek the professional help that they need is the fear that their children will be taken away. Um, especially single mothers or mothers with lack of support, if you say that you are feeling depressed and that you need some help, who's gonna take care of your child? And if if the mothers that are listening to this right now or if the mothers out there in the world are anything like the mothers that I think they are, the well-being and the safety of their children is at their forefront no matter what. So, yeah, they're dealing with these issues. But if I go get help, if I get the help for myself, who is going to help my child? Who's going to take care of my child? So I think that is one very real issue that needs to be addressed. And I don't know, what what can we do? To support one another, to support women, to support mothers, to make sure that they get the help that they need if it does get to that point. And lastly, I want to address an issue from another perspective, and that's the child's perspective. Although I never try to shift blame or make suicidal individuals try to feel guilty, instead think of it from another perspective. And that's the child's perspective. If for no other reason, if you don't wish to seek help for any other reason, think about the lasting effects that your mental health may have on your children or your child. Children are at a greater risk of emotional and developmental issues years down the road when they're being raised by someone who has mental health issues or is dealing with some mental health problems themselves which is one of the the main reasons why 2019 my new year's resolution was to find a therapist and to start and to thar- oh my goodness and to start therapy um I'm dealing with some things now as a new mom and a wife, trying to find my place and my role in that, as well as some stuff from my childhood that I do not want to put into my child's childhood, things that I do not want my child to carry through his childhood. It's my baggage. It's my drama. And I'm the adult and I'm the parent. So now it's time for me to deal with these issues like the responsible and mature adult and parent that I am so I'm I'm looking at it from another perspective or maybe even another bit of motivation a different motivating force it's not to guilt trip you or to guilt trip myself but hey I have this little person I have this life that I'm responsible for raising so um so I need to do my part in making sure that my child is not carrying my baggage and what, what, whatever baggage that will automatically come with childhood and being raised as a little black boy in this world. So I need to find the therapy that I need to make sure that he lives the most full and prosperous life that he can live. And that's my responsibility as his mother and as his parent to do that. So, there are several other topics that I did not cover, but hopefully this just kind of gave you some insight or gave you some information or just gave you whatever it is that you needed to push through or to help another person, to help yourself, to just get those that conversation going, get that ball rolling, get those wheels turning, Um. But of course, if you or someone you know needs help, please, please, please call 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can also text HOME, H-O-M-E to 741-741 for free, 24 hours, and that is the crisis text, Crisis Text Line. And if you're outside of the U.S., please visit the International Association for Suicide Prevention, that is IASP.info, for a database of resources. This information, um, most of the information in this podcast has come from the Huffington Post, an article written by Katherine Pearson in May of 2018, but of course there is a plethora of knowledge right at your fingertips. Use Google, use your friends, use the resources that you have available to you and get the help that you need as soon as you possibly can. I love you. Thank you so much for listening to the J-Mama podcast. And of course, if you enjoyed this so much and you feel like you need more then you can connect with me on my other platforms. That's Jmama, J-A-E-M-O-M-M-M-A on Facebook and Instagram and jmama.wordpress.com. Now I'm still working on that blog, but you can definitely catch some updates there. I'm Jasmine Flower Vlog on YouTube. Find me there as well and subscribe to my channel. And if you're feeling like you need to donate to this wonderful J Mama fund, I accept payments via Cash App. I am J Mama on there as well. If you were moved by this episode, I ask that you share it with one friend and then ask that friend to share it with two friends, and we can all be friends. But of course, thank you so much for spending just a few moments of your very, very, very busy day with me. And I can't wait to spend more time with you on the next episode of the J Mama podcast. Name pending.